Hello to everybody who's getting married on a Tuesday. It's Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call, no names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you and you'll get to know me. Hi everybody, Chris Gethard here. Welcome to another episode of Beautiful Anonymous. It's really, I have to say... I wake up on the day that we do these tapings, and universally, no matter what mood I've been in all week, I get in a good mood that I get to go do this show. Thank you guys for that. Thank you for calling. And hey, we have not laid out on this show itself how you can participate in the show in a very long while. We used to plug this hard. Haven't done it in a while. So just to let you know, easiest way to do it, you follow me on Instagram and Twitter. And usually what I'll do is I'll put out an Instagram photo when I'm in the studio and about to take some calls and I'll make sure it goes right to Twitter as well. It shares to both of those platforms at the same time. And then you know, hey, it's activated and it's live. People do try pretty heavily. So, you know, if you get that busy signal, just keep trying and, you know, don't give up over the weeks. I want to talk to all you guys. Sometimes people send me messages and say, hey, I don't have Instagram or Twitter. Um, To which I say, I'm not sure exactly... What else to do, except to also reiterate to you that we do have a voicemail line. And I have not plugged the voicemail line in a very long time. 802-392-3288. That's 802-392-3288. If you're not on social media or you, uh, you'd you rather just leave it out there and not you know play the lottery and see if you get through, that's the number to leave a voicemail. So those are the two ways to participate. Follow me on social or leave a voicemail. It's pretty cool. I'm going out on a tour. I'm not going to plug all the dates. ChrisGeth.com. Go check if I'm coming to your city. I might be, especially if it's on the East Coast, big East Coast. But just added some Chicago shows too. Okay. You know, one thing I love about this show is very often these things end in a way that you could not predict when they start. And this fits that to a T. Our caller today, as you will hear, is a uh, very good-natured person, very positive person. And in the beginning, we spend a lot of time joking Spent a lot of time joking about frivolous stuff. But then what happens is we get comfortable with each other. The caller actually tells us about a lot of stuff. About medical stuff, about her past, and about how it's affecting her ability to uh, look towards the future. And it's just a very, very good reminder that uh, on the surface, you can uh, you can be saying one thing and it doesn't mean that there's not a deep well of experience underneath it. And I think a very, very good lesson in not judging people because of their age or their perceived life experience or anything. This caller's been through a lot. You're going to hear about all of it. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello. Hi. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I feel really good, except physically I feel beat to hell, but that's okay. That happens. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds about right. Yeah. That's that's the that's the break sometimes. Yeah. Now, how about you? How are you feeling? Um, I'm pretty good. Um, feeling kind of crappy yesterday. I had a really bad migraine, um, so I had to like sneak out of work early, and then I slept for like 16 hours. Oh, that's no good. And <laughs> I woke up feeling quite a bit better after that. But <laughs> that's I'm I used to get migraines three or four times a yeah. year. And I realize looking back now, it's just because no one told me to drink water until like 2004. <laughs> no one. 
was just a lack of water. Yeah, Gary Goldman is a comedian. He has a great bit about how growing up in the 70s and 80s, you never drank water. And it's totally true. And I had migraines. I had migraines all the time. Had, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now I don't. I drink water every day. I used to not drink yeah. water three, four days in a row. It would just be Hawaiian punch. <laughs> what kind of Hawaiian punch? The stand- like the high C Hawaiian punch? No, those are different products. Okay, you, oh, okay. you've just revealed yourself as younger than me because you didn't grow up in a gym. <laughs> Hawaiian punch was its own thing. It was just red. And they did have some other flavors later on, but it was generally just uh, a red drink. And then high C oh, had okay. multiple flavors, including, of course, the cult classic Ecto Cooler, the Ghostbusters tie-in that every kid my age <laughs> lost their minds for, and it outlived Ghostbusters, and you could just still get Ecto Cool. Yeah, I've never really liked any of those drinks because they have, like, a strange texture to me. Mm-hmm. like Syrup. And they, syrup. Like, um, yeah, and they, like, immediately make your teeth feel, like, gritty and dirty afterwards yes. from, like, all the sugar. Yes, that was my entire childhood, gritty and dirty and sugar. Uh, yes, and it sounds to me, I'm guessing because of your mix-up with High C and Hawaiian Punch, it sounds like you maybe <laughs> grew up in a generation where things like uh, protein and vitamins were valued, and hydration. Um, maybe a little bit, um, but I think just like from where I came from and stuff, like I grew up in a small town, so that like wasn't really a huge thing. Yeah, um, I get that. I get that. We mostly just like consumed a lot of dairy products. There you go. Nothing but dairy. Yeah, pretty close. <laughs> Nothing but dairy. What else do you need? Cheese and milk and Hawaiian punch. That's a well-rounded American diet. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. And uh, lots of soda where I came from. Even mm-hmm. though, like, I don't really drink soda. I don't really drink anything other than water most of the time. But wow. I drink lots of soda. I love a good soda. Looks like you and I are just opposites in every way. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> So what else? What else do you want to talk about? You let me know where this bad boy's going. Yeah, I don't know. I'm really game for anything. Um, I am going to a wedding today a little bit later, and it's a wedding on a Tuesday. Yeah, I was um, say, Tuesday wedding. <clears throat> yeah, and it's for people that I don't know. Like, I'm not going to know anyone there. Why are you going to um, a stranger's wedding? <laughs> Yeah, so I had a friend that, like, lived in my area, and then shortly after we met, um, he actually moved um, out of state, but now he's he came back for the wedding, so he's staying with me, and I'm one of the only people in the area that he's, like, still kind of connected with, mm-hmm. so he asked me if I wanted to go with him, and I was like, oh, sure. Mm-hmm. So it's a wedding where I'm not going to probably know anyone so other just- than my friend, but that's okay. <laughs> So you're the date of someone who knows them. Now, is this uh, a romantic? Is this is this person who's invited you? Is this a romantic overture that you're the date? No, no, it's not. Are you positive? Because I was once invited as a date to a wedding by my friend. Uh, I won't name names actually, by an old friend of mine, and I did not think it was romantic. And then we later made out twice, and I realized maybe it had <laughs> been romantic. So, what, do you do you think maybe there's some potential here? Or is this definitely off the books? No, it's it's definitely like a friend, a friend only situation. Okay. Well, listen. If you get to smooching, 
Just hear my no, voice. No, that's in not your gonna head happen. I'll say I told you. You just hear me in your head going, "I told you so." <laughs> no, I ha- I have a partner. Oh, you do. We've Never been mind. Together for like a year and a half. My no, bad. Yeah. My bad. Never mind. <laughs> that's okay. That's good to have a partner. Yeah. That's good. Tuesday when who gets married on a Tuesday? What's going on with these people? Yeah. Well. Yeah, I don't know. Um, a lot of the people, like, from the wedding, they're all, like, service industry people. So it's a lot of, like, bartenders and, um, like, servers and bar owners and managers. So I think a lot of them have more free time during the week than they do, like, weekends. Hmm, that makes sense. So I'm assuming that's probably why they're doing it. That makes sense. I bet that's a crowd that'll get rowdy at a wedding. Oh, yep, yep. We, uh... We were supposed to be going to the reception afterwards, but I think we're going to bail out after the ceremony. Um, I have to work tomorrow. And neither me or my friend are like very big, like drinkers or party animals anymore. So <laughs> I'm not. I would, I, I would, I don't know if I'd like going to just the ceremony. You got to get at least the hors d'oeuvres. Go for the happy hour. Well, yeah, yeah. They're they're doing that stuff um, at the wedding venue oh, afterwards, good. and then they're all taking a party bus downtown. So you're skipping to the bus. go to a reception. Yeah, and they're not doing that until like 11 p.m., which On is like Tuesday. past my bedtime as yeah. it is. <laughs> no thanks, no thanks. So you'll stick around. Yeah. You grab a couple. You grab a couple of waters. You'll have a bacon wrapped fig or two, whatever the. Whatever the no 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 bacon for me. I'm vegetarian. No, me neither. But. I would not have bacon either. It was just <laughs> back when I did eat my friend Anthony's wedding. My friend Anthony King. They had prosciutto wrapped figs as part of their their happy hour, and I've never tasted anything better. That was back when I ate meat. Though. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so you drink water. You're vegetarian. Your bedtime is before 11 p.m. Some people might not <laughs> say that you scream party animal. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not. I'll like have a, I'll have a drink every now and again, but it's usually just like if we're going out, like I'll have a glass of wine with dinner or something. But other than that, I, I'm mostly, I'd say I'm, I'm a homebody. A home I like body. to hang out at home and, yeah. Do you enjoy a good crossword puzzle? I, <laughs> I do. Although uh-huh. sometimes I get frustrated with them if I can't figure out like the one word that I need to figure out, but I like like Sudoku um, mm-hmm. and other like, like mind puzzles, logic puzzles. I've never played Sudoku in my life. I remember when it first came around, never played it. I, I saw that it involved numbers and I ran for the hills. I don't like math. <laughs> I, I'm terrible at math, like terrible, but it doesn't really involve like, you don't even have to like add numbers or subtract or anything. It's just, they could have done it with letters. Like it doesn't, the numbers don't really matter that much. You just have to have like only one number between one and nine in each section. So you just like can't repeat those numbers. That doesn't seem hard. I bet I could do that. No. (laughs) No. What do you do for work? Yeah, no, I've, Um, well, right now I am an intern. I'm still in school. Um, I'm going to school for, um, my bachelor of fine arts. Okay. Um, I do like digital arts. So I'll do like 
some graphic design, but I also like like digital painting. Um, I also like like audio and video. So just kind of everything in the digital realm of art. Mm. Um, but the other thing that I really love is printmaking. Printmaking. Yeah. And what's is that? Making prints. That's is you mean like frameable prints? Um, I mean, you can like do them that way. Um, most of, most of mine are now just sitting in a huge Rubbermaid tote in my basement because I have like given it a solid effort to try and like sell them to people. And it's not even really to make money off of them, but I figure that like, I'd rather someone else have them than them just sit in a box in my basement. Um, cause I only normally keep like one of each of the prints that I do. Because we normally do quite a few at a time. It depends on which print technique we're doing. So all the different techniques come into play. Screen printing. Yep. There's like lithography, um, pronto plates. Pronto plates. Are those plates you get done yeah. very quickly? Yeah, they, they actually are. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, I can solve a logic puzzle too. You're not the only <laughs> one who's good at logic puzzles. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, it's pretty self-descriptive, that one. Yeah, so along, like, with all the digital art stuff, I like to, like, do some stuff with my hands, too, you know, just the more traditional. I'm, like, terrible at drawing and painting, which is probably really weird to hear from someone who's getting a Bachelor in Fine Arts, but... It is. Those have just, like, never been my strong suit. <laughs> How do you even have, how do you have the gall to go into the fine arts when you're not good at painting and drawing? How <laughs> yeah, do you pick so that I originally as your went into the fine arts for like photography. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but then I took like my first digital arts class, um, just like an intro class. And I like absolutely fell in love with it. And I realized that I like didn't have to be like the best at drawing or the best at painting to be able to do well in like digital art. Um, and I like doing like vector graphics, um, a lot. So that's fun, like logo designs and stuff along those lines. My friend, my friend just got home. Hey, do you know who Chris Gethard is? They're going to say no. Oh, he said no. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. Nobody knows. (laughs) Can you put them on the phone, please? That always is sad to me. Yeah. Yeah. Put them on the phone. Put them on the phone. Okay. So you can't. You can't tell him any of our names because yeah, it's an no anonymous names. podcast that he does. So no names. Got it? Yeah. Good afternoon, Captain. You need to slow your roll, dude. <laughs> I'm extremely over-caffeinated. ton of work this morning. And uh, right after that, uh, I had to taste out a bunch of espressos and things for a cafe that's opening up by me. So I did not eat before I did that. And now I'm getting ready for a wedding. So I just bought a cup of soup. And hopefully they'll calm me down before I get there. Wow. Okay. That's a lot of info right out of the gate. Yeah. No, you you never, never heard of me. That's fine. Most people haven't. You never watched The Office? Uh, Every once in a while. You ever see the guy that Dwight hires to take out Oscar in season nine? Oh, Mo. Yeah. Or not Mo. uh, Their buddy. Yeah. Who'd get the crowbar and whatnot. And this is terrible. (laughs) The the sandwich delivery for Oscar Martinez. Yeah. Yeah. That's me, dude. Sure. That's me. Oh, cool. Hey, nice to uh, talk to you. How are you doing today? What are you up to? I'm just talking to your friend. Yeah, I'm telling your friend. I got this podcast (laughs) where people call in and then anonymously we talk about their lives. I'm learning about your friend. 
who is into logic puzzles and only drinks water and is vegetarian and is going to a wedding apparently with you on a Tuesday. Yes. And maybe you're correct. Gonna, but it sounds like you're maybe not going to get on the party bus to fall on reception because it's a weekday. Who knows? Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm also I'm not very keen on going to the location that we're supposed to after we're all done. Um, I'm very, I'm very against the owner that's over there. And, uh, I actually like quit working for him. He used to be my landlord, which is odd enough. <laughs> terrible, terrible bar owner. Uh, huge bigot, not a big fan. <laughs> a bigot landlord, so, a bigot landlord bar owner. Yeah. This is not someone you need to be giving. Yeah. Work. No, this guy actually fired my girlfriend after my girlfriend reported that his friend had raped her at a bar she worked at. So I blew up this bar pretty badly on Facebook a couple of years ago. And uh, a ton of there was a ton of fallout for them and me and a lot of other people and whatnot. It's a very exciting time to be in the service industry uh, and, and that city that we were in at that point. Wow. But I don't live there anymore. And fuck that city, to be frank. Wow. Now, is this the city, yeah. <laughs> is this the city that your friend currently lives in? Kind of, sort of. Relatively nearby, like 40 minutes away. 40 minutes away. So, yeah. So there's a whole city that you, you are not fond of. Uh, I love the city. I should say that. I just don't love the service industry in that city. The community of the service industry in this city is egregious. Um, one of the highest just uh, drinking rates uh, per capita for the city in the first place, but especially in the service industry. You see a lot of ODs, a lot of deaths, a lot of, there's not a lot of support. Um, also over here, the, the minimum wage is $2.33 an hour. So there's just no fiscal support. So a lot of people end up in these scenarios where they're working not paycheck to paycheck, but like day to day and they need lots of help and things. So this city felt incredibly unsupportive to me, which is why I actually moved uh, because of stuff like that. I'm just sick of dealing with it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) You've never heard this podcast before, huh? No, I, I don't spend a lot of time. On, uh, I don't do a lot of repeat podcasts. I like listening to a lot of new things for the most part and just going all over the place. There's a couple of like main people I'll go back to, like Ethan and Ela Klein, H3H3. That's probably the biggest like regular one that I will consistently always listen to. Uh-huh. Other than that, I'm kind of all over the place. And I'll just find topics I'm interested in and see what people are talking about and get back to it. Because you're really... But, I, um, yeah, I actually... I did a few things with Screen Junkies actually back in the day. So I... Pre-Andy Signor, I should say. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I used to do some podcasting work over there and whatnot. And now I actually, uh, I've done a few podcasts with the company I'm with now, which is kind of like a physics thing, which is pretty nifty. Big fan of it. Because I have to tell you, slamming the uh, unjust labor laws of a service industry and then speaking to your personal experience with it is very, very on target for what we do here at Beautiful Anonymous. So you're, you're falling into the groove <laughs> in quite a lovely way. Now, you clearly have had too much espresso. Why don't we go ahead? Yeah. Let, let's put your friend I back. I drink coffee once every six months. You want to you wanna get her back? Let's I'll give get, her back let, to you. Get her back. You get some soup in your belly. Maybe calm down. Take Word. a breath. And we'll, we'll <laughs> see if we can find another place for you. But thank you so much for your contribution. Maybe we'll talk to you again Have later. a great one, homie. Oh, yeah, okay. for sure. There you go. Okay. Hello. Okay, your friend doesn't need to be calling me Captain and Homie, Okay. <laughs> It's a little presumptuous. Oh, he is. He, he, he does that with everyone. Really? How's that go over? Yeah. Fine, normally. Yeah, not this time. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. No, 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 no. He seems like a nice guy. He seems like a nice yeah. guy. 
Now, how'd you two get to know each other? Um, so it's actually like a really funny story. Mm-hmm. Um, but the town that I'm in, um, has like this Facebook page. Oh wait, um, one second. Can you just ask him what kind yeah. of soup before we get into it? What kind of soup? Hey, what kind of soup did you eat? He had chicken dumpling soup. Okay, so there's a oh, face. Oh, it's still downstairs. He hasn't even eaten it yet. Yeah, so he's got to get some of these dumplings in the system to cut that caffeine. Okay, so there, your town has a Facebook group. Yeah. Um. He's also, he always has that much energy. That's just like how he is. I'm, so that's not even like caffeine. That's just like his personality. I've never had that much energy one time in 39 years on planet Earth. I agree. Okay. I am the same way. Yeah, me and you are more on the same yeah. page. All right. <laughs> All right. You're the yin yeah, and so he's the yang. Yeah, we have the Facebook page. Yeah, okay. So yes, yes. There's a Facebook page. It is true. I, I have not had that much energy in my life. Maybe it's because my life is lacking certain products and services. That I, if I had, maybe I'd have that pep in my step that uh, our, our secondary caller right there had. Who knows? Maybe these ads coming up will uh, solve all of all of those problems and more. Check them out. Use the promo codes. It helps the show when you do. We'll be right back. Thanks to all our advertisers. Now let's get back to the phone call. You're the yin yeah, and so he's the yang. Yeah, we have a Facebook page. Yeah, okay. So yes, yes. There's a Facebook page. Yeah, so it's like centered around um, what well, kind of started – um, for like women in our area. Um, but now it's kind of branched out to be like everything except for men. (laughs) Um, but anyways, um, so people will post things on there sometimes just like asking questions, asking for advice, just all sorts of things. And so his, um, his ex, um, girlfriend and him had gotten a dog and, um, his, dog kind of had like a hard time adjusting, um, especially because she is like, is more timid around men. Um, so they were kind of looking for someone, um, to just like meet, meet up with them and just like go for a walk with the dog, um, just to help the dog, like get more adjusted, um, towards being around him because she's great around women, but men are just like kind of intimidating to her. She's a rescue. So you know, who knows what happened mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. but I, I actually too, I have a dog that um, is a rescue as well. And um, she doesn't like men. <laughs> so I figured that maybe we could kind of help each other out and I could help his dog be more comfortable around him. And he could also help my dog out by, um, you know, having someone who knows dogs pretty well and will introduce himself the right way. So that's basically how we met. So it's kind of like a weird, like, I don't know. So through a, through a Facebook group that excludes men, you have befriended a man via dogs. That is. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a logic puzzle in its own right. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Now I'm telling you, Harry and Jared over here have been putting up some logic puzzles on the screen for us to solve oh, together. Okay. Are you interested? And I'm telling you, they, they infuriate me. I've, I've read through them and they infuriate me. Okay, let's do it. A mother is 21 years older than her child. In exactly six years from now, the mother will be exactly five times as old as the child. Where's the father? 
Is that the same one, or is those two separate questions here? Where those is are the two, father? Two I don't diff- know where is that two different logic puzzles, or the same one? Same one? Okay. You got to hit right. <laughs> A mother is 21 years older than her child. In six years, the mother will be exactly five times as old as the child. Where's the... Fu- okay. So. Yeah, I don't know. This is like too... That's not the type of logic puzzles I like doing. <laughs> the hell? Where's the father? What's that have to do with all those numbers? It's probably one of those weird ones where it's like he doesn't actually have a father or like... <laughs> Or like the father isn't born yet. <laughs> the mother's twenty nine years older than her child, and exactly six years from now, the mother will be exactly five times as old as the child. So wait, there. Hold on, I, I hate that you put this on my computer screen, guys. I hate it. It's numbers and math. Okay, yeah, yeah, the numbers one are. Those ones are like a little bit too much for me. But I recently was just interviewing for new jobs and they had sent me a like online personality type test to take before they um, hired me on. And along with that, um, there was like a section of like logic puzzles um, that we <laughs> that I had to complete. Um, but it was nice because I had like some paper and so I could write everything down and stuff. Um, but I actually had a lot of fun with it. I feel like most people would hate having to do that, but I like it was it was a fun time for me. Okay, here's another one. Okay. You are in a room with no metal objects except for two iron rods. Only one of them is a magnet. How can you identify which one is a magnet? Cuz I guess they stick together, but then you go how do you know which one's the magnet and which one's just the metal? Why are we doing this? <laughs> oh, God, I'm so frustrated. This is my whole experience in any any classes involving math as a kid. I just wanted to be creative. Yeah. I just wanted to be creative and read and think about history. I don't want to sit here solving problems. Yeah, Ugh. that's me for the most part. I, li- I like things, though, that are like more of like a creative issue, like not like a numbers or math, like logic puzzle. What's an like example? Something that, What's an example? Give me an example. Um, well, one of the ones that I did for that like personality test that I had taken, um, it would kind of, it would ask a question and then it would give you um, like certain things that were like true about um, like the scenario. And then you had to figure out um, like from a group of like a multiple choice um, which of those multiple choice things were also true, like relating to the question. I'm so, so like, confused. One of, <laughs> one of them was like about a car and it said like, so-and-so drives a blue minivan and like so-and-so drives a this color car. And then it said like, if all of those above statements are true, which of the rest must be true? So then you just kind of have to like. Oh, this is just such a reminder that if you put a gun up to my head and said, hey, you have to go back to school, I'd just look you in the eye and I'd say, pull the trigger. Yeah. Oh yeah, my God. I'd probably say the same if it was like middle school or high school oh or something. God. This is bringing but me nightmares. I like, I like college a lot more because I get to, you know, decide and actually do all art-related stuff. You make, prints, you make prints and you stick them in a big Tupperware in the basement. Yes, that's exactly what I do. Making big prints. I feel bad before I was I was saying a designer was charging me too much, but I want to say I support an artist asking for the time 
you know, valuing your own time and being clear about it. I want to be clear about that. I just want to say, I don't got that. And people think I got that. That's my only point. Not that they shouldn't try to value their own time. Oh, and now that you raised, oh my God, Jared and Harry, put these logic puzzles on. Oh no, now they put them back. Okay, I'm going nuts. Anyway, all right. So you're going to this wedding. You're not going to hang out that long. You got a friend who's full of caffeine and dumplings. What else do I need to know about your life? Um, well, I guess while I have like kind of a platform that like people might listen to and stuff, I guess that I'd like, I have like a life experience that I'd like to share. So then that way, like other people can learn from it. Okay. Um, so I recently, um, was just going to like all my yearly doctor's appointments. Um, and I had gone into the gynecologist. And, um, I had just thought, because it was like the end of finals week, um, I was living off of like Cheetos and Mountain Dew, (laughs) um, and I was stressed and I wasn't sleeping very well and stuff. So I thought that I was just like getting bloated. Um, and so then I actually ended up going in and my doctor was like, um, no, that's definitely not the case. And so she scheduled, um, me to have an ultrasound, um, like two or three days later, Um, and then they found that I had a 19 centimeter mass on my left ovary. Whoa. Yeah. So like, I know that like people hate going to the doctor and I know that people hate like going to the gynecologist. Like it's not fun. Like it's not my like preferred thing to do, but like go do it because I would have had no idea because I just thought that I was like bloated from like eating crappy and being stressed and all of that stuff. How large, um, how large was turns the mass? Out 19 centimeters. So they said like the size of like a cantaloupe roughly. A cantaloupe? You had a cantaloupe sized mass growing inside you? Yeah. And I had no idea. That's terrifying. Yeah. Did they go on? Did they get it? Yeah. So then, um, I had surgery scheduled the next week after that. Um, and between then and my surgery, I did like, continue to get like larger and larger like I basically looked like I was five months pregnant before I had it out um and my doctor said it could have been growing for a really long time but it just got so big to the point where it like was shifting around like my other organs and stuff um and I was pretty much like somebody who was pregnant like I had to like go to the bathroom every 15 minutes my back hurt all the time I was exhausted (laughs) like it was like all of the like pregnancy symptoms but i was instead i had like a cantaloupe sized mass in my body so you have to have surgery then yeah so i did so i had surgery um and they removed the mass um and so i basically had to have like a like a c-section um except obviously they didn't have to like go into my uterus or anything but they did um have to remove it um and then I would say like three days after surgery, I got a call from my doctor um, and she let me know that um, part of the mass was actually a borderline ovarian tumor. A borderline ovarian tumor? Yes. What is that? I've never heard of a borderline tumor. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so when she first told me, I was like, okay, so what does that mean? Like, and so she was like, well, it's, so it's, it's caused by borderline ovarian cancer. And I'm like, okay, so wait, borderline, like, does, like, 
is so like, do I have cancer or do I not? Like, I feel like there's not really like a, well, you kind of do. <laughs> um, but no, like it's, it's a thing. Um, that's sim- so I've, it's I've, basically, I've never heard of something that's simultaneously good and bad news as much as that. <laughs> it's like, um, congratulations. You don't have cancer, but you do have more cancer than you thought you had a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically it. And, um, it's kind of because it has like some, some behaviors of like cancer, but it also has some behaviors of like not being cancer. Um, because like, it's not normally affected by like chemo and radiation. Um, and it also is like, uh, more slow growing than most types of cancer. So it's like not very aggressive. Um, but yeah, so it's like kind of a complicated thing. It's like its own thing and it kind of sucks because they don't have like a lot of research on it yet or anything. Um, so then I actually had to have a second surgery like three weeks later to have my left ovary and fallopian tube removed. Wow. That's very serious. Yeah. I'm so sorry you had to go through all that. Yeah, it was like a lot to deal with, especially because like I'm 23. (laughs) Yeah. And so it was like kind of a lot of like scary stuff to deal with all at once. Um, and it happened so quickly, like within a month, I basically, they told me I had this mass in my body and then all of a sudden I'm two surgeries later and down an ovary. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. But that's why I'm saying that everybody needs to go to the gynecologist. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Just like go. Like, I know it's not fun. I know it's not like the best experience, but like, just go and do it because otherwise I would have had no idea. It could have been a lot worse. It could have spread to other parts, um, like in my abdomen, I could have had to have both of my ovaries removed. So like, it's good that I caught it when I did and that I know now so they can um, do like follow-ups with me and stuff. Um. Why did we spend half an hour talking about uh, Sudoku and chicken dumplings with your friend? That's, this is a big one. I don't know. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, how does that, how does that affect things going forward? Do you have to keep, do you have to keep a very close eye on it to make sure this doesn't recur? I also, I hate to ask, but just out of curiosity, when you lose an ovary and a fallopian tube, if you do plan on, um, you know, having a, a family down the line, is this something that is a concern now? Yeah. So, um, it, it can be, um, it's hard because they don't have like a lot of research on it yet because it's like a fairly new development as to what it is. Um, so they don't really have like a lot of information on, um, what your success rate is, um, afterwards. Wow. <laughs> and how long ago did this all go down? Hey, what's your friend cursing about in the background? Yeah, no, I'm walking away. I don't know. He decided to answer the phone in the same room as me. He's probably still just a little caffeinated. Wait, he's doing what? Um, he's just shouting the F word behind you while you're trying to open up Well, here? yeah, well, so the issue is, is that, like, we don't even have the address for where this wedding is. Hey, can you put him <laughs> on the phone just for a minute? <laughs> I walked away from him. He's upstairs. Okay, that's good. Because I was going to tell him, you can't be just shouting vulgarities in the background while me and you are trying to have a heart-to-heart. <laughs> 
Yeah. So no, I, it's, it's kind of, um, one of those things that they don't really know a whole lot about it yet. So I do have to go in for a lot of monitoring, especially for like the first five years, because that's, um, when, um, that's like the kind of window of like risk of it recurring is like the largest. Um, so I have to like, for the first, um, two years, I think I have to go in every three months and have blood work and an ultrasound done. Um, and then for two years after that, I have to go in like every six months or something. Um, yeah. So yeah, it like can affect fertility. Um, I mean, provided that like my other ovary is functioning the way it's supposed to be. Um, I like should be okay. I mean, it might be a little bit harder than like the average person to be able to conceive. Um, have you thought about freezing any eggs just as a contingency? Yeah, yeah. So that's definitely something that I've thought about. Um, one, it would be really hard because since I only have one ovary, I'd probably have to go through like three rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be like upwards of like $45,000. That's a lot of money. Which, yeah, yeah. Especially as like a college student who, you know, doesn't work full time and and no offense, um, it takes a while to catch some momentum with a BFA, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not one of these. Sure you're not one of these finance bros who's going to come out and get a uh, hooked up at Goldman right out of the gate. Right, <laughs> right. And it's already been hard as is because I had to basically take two full months off of work um, between like surgeries and doctor's appointments and recovery and everything. Um, and it's also taken me a while to even be able to like work a full day, um, just because I've been so exhausted all the time. I did not see this coming. (laughs) Not see this coming. We were just chit chatting and joking around for so long. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing with like, um, freezing eggs is they don't have enough, like, research as to what causes borderline ovarian tumors to like happen and grow in the first place. Um, and so they like, don't really like there's mixed things. I've gone to like a, a bunch of different doctors and some of them say that it's probably best if I don't, because they don't want to like pump my body full of hormones. Um, because that could like cause another one to grow on my right ovary. And then I would basically be screwed. Um, right. Right, right. But I've also had some people say that, like, yes, I should do it. So there's, like, not really, like, an answer to it. So that's hard, too. Wow. Is this something, do you, is this something that you think about every day? Is it something that's, that really has, Um, or is it something you've been able to kind of get through the surgeries and move on to a degree? I think that I've been able to move on to a degree. It was really hard, like, the first, like, two months. So this happened in, um, like, and like June. This year? Um, yeah. And I should be clear for anybody listening, we're talking the first week of August. <laughs> yeah, so I had my last surgery, um, like, the middle of July. So, like, hmm maybe a little bit earlier than that, probably like the beginning of July. So like probably around a month ago. Oh yeah. So this is very much defining your life right now. Yeah. Um, I would say that like 
as hard as it has been, um, especially as hard as it was right away in the beginning, because it all happened so fast. Um, I think that it's really given me like a better perspective on life and like what, what things actually matter and what things don't. Um, because like before I would like have a bad day and I'd be like, Oh, like today's a really crappy day because I spilled coffee on my shirt and because there was traffic on the way to work, you know, just those like everyday things that like can make you really frustrated or, um, just like get you kind of down about your day altogether. Like those things don't matter to me anymore. Um, which some of that has actually been like beneficial to like helping me with my anxiety. Cause a lot of times those things used to like really get to me. Um, and now I like, I'm feeling a lot better about a lot of those things. Um, but it has made me more worried about like my body and my health in general. So like anytime something small happens, I'm like worried that it's something that it's not. I get what you're saying. Like now you spill coffee on your shirt and you just take a deep breath and you're like, well, at least there's not a cantaloupe growing inside me anymore. At least yeah, exactly. I'll take a little coffee. Exactly. You know, I really like that because I bet, you know, there's a little bit, I, I notice a lot of times when we have people in your age range on this show, sometimes you'll see people go, oh, uh, you know, oh, a millennial who's trying to be an artist. Here we go. And it's like, no, no, no. Yeah. Let's remember everybody's an individual who faces things and deals with things. And here you are processing something that really hugely impactful, really scary. Yeah. And just yeah. six weeks later or so, you're sitting here telling us all about it. It's very uh, yeah. head spinning. How was, your, yeah. how was your partner through the ordeal? How was your family? I think that's a fair question. I bet a lot of us listening out there are starting to wonder, oh, I hope this caller has a support system. We'll find out all that and so much more. So, so much more coming down the pipe of this call. But we do have ads, so we're going to pause for them right now. Use the promo codes. We'll be right back. Thanks for checking out the ads and considering using the promo codes. It really helps the show when you do. All right, enough of that. Let's finish off the phone call. How was your, yeah. pa- how was your partner through the ordeal? How was your family? Um, good. Um, my mom has been pretty good. She's been on top of, like, like everything as far as, like, scheduling my like helping me schedule my doctor's appointments and do all those things because it got to the point where like after I had my first surgery we were still having to like schedule a lot of appointments and I went to like a couple different like cancer centers and things like that and I was just like three or four days after my first surgery so she ended up doing a lot of those things for me which was really helpful and really like amazing to have um someone help out like that um and my partner's been great with my dog, helping like take her outside for walks and stuff when she needs it, um, which has been really great. And my dad and his husband have also been like super awesome, um, making me food and, you know, just making sure that I <laughs> don't have to do too much. That's good. That's good when you got the support system and they step up. Yeah. That's yeah. That's nice. No, they've definitely been really great. Wow. That's scary stuff. I got to say, I'm a little shy. You can hear me. I did, not, <laughs> I did not expect it when we're sitting here doing logic puzzles and ranting about Hawaiian punch and high sea. When we were talking yeah. about, when we started off talking about ecto cooler, I did not anticipate that we'd get into <laughs> a, uh, 
a mysterious growth that no one can quite explain and how it might affect your future. Yeah, yeah, no. But that's kind of like the story of my life. I have like super weird things that happen to me all the time that it's like, why? Like what? Like what? What else? Um, this is not one the only time one. I was almost, uh, I had like a gun pulled out on me in a Buffalo Wild Wings parking lot. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. So that was like a, an interesting thing. Um, was someone trying to get money? We were all fine afterwards. No, he thought that we were like, um, like yelling things at him when we weren't. Um, it was just like a, it was my first um, like weekend here in the city that I moved to to go to school, and my roommate was from around the area, and she um, took me out. And there's this like highway where people will like drive around. Mostly, it was like high schoolers that would do it like on a Friday night and just you know mm-hmm. drive back and forth in their in their cars. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she took me over there, and um, we were all just standing in this parking lot, and then um, some of the people that we were with were like getting a little bit rowdy. Um, so this guy drove by in his car and he thought that we were like yelling things at him. Um, and so he pulled up and he rolled down his window and he pulled out a gun. So you're just trying to chill out in a Buffalo Wild Wings parking lot. Had you even eaten? Yeah, we were just trying to hang out. Had you eaten at the Buffalo Wild Wings? <laughs> no, we didn't. So you're just yeah, though. Po- he was eating there and then he left and... So you're just hanging out in a random parking lot. This guy's eating some wings. He thinks you're yelling at him. He points a gun at him. Well, I'm glad that turned out. Okay. What else? You say your whole yeah. life. You say your whole life. So you've had guns pointed at you in a Buffalo Wild Wings parking lot. You've had a, a yeah. m- mysterious growth that led to a couple emergency surgeries. <laughs> what, a, what else? Um, one time I had someone drop me off on the side of the road at like 3 a.m. because Um, we were leaving his house and these like two random girls came up to the car and like started screaming at me to get out of the car. (laughs) And so then we drove off and then he was like, Oh, do you know them? Like you have to have known them. And I was like, no, like I literally just moved here like two weeks ago. I'm like, I have no clue who they are. And then he's like, well, they're going to like keep looking for me. So you have to get out. And he like pulled over and made me get out of his car at three o'clock in the morning. He abandoned you to the, to allow these random screaming people to come hunt you down. Yeah, basically. And was this, can I ask what you were, you were with this gentleman at three in the morning. Was this friendly or was this, was this a romantic encounter? Cause that would be the Um, worst way for a date to end. I've ever heard (laughs) getting dumped on the side of the road as people are aggressively looking for you. It was kind of in between. So you're feeling, it was a situation, you're feeling, I have to say, I, I imagine you did not hang out with this man again. No, I did not, never. And did you ever, did the screaming girls find you? What did you do? Did you sprint home in fear? Well, yeah, but I was like, um, I was like four miles from campus. What? So I like didn't know what, yeah, I was like four miles away because I was living in the dorms. Uh, so I called my RA like crying and she came and got me. <laughs> It's like Lord of the Flies in this college town. Screaming people yeah. and guns and 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 disgruntled service industry workers. <laughs> Sounds like real chaos. Yeah, it's an interesting place to be sometimes. And yet you seem to have a pretty positive disposition overall. Well, for the most part, yeah. How do you maintain I that? I do. 
when you when you when you're getting guns pointed at you and you and and you're dealing with unexpected and and head spinning medical emergencies how do you how do you stay positive because i turned negative um, way earlier than that a lot of um a lot of therapy <laughs> Mm-hmm. And a lot of medication. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like still definitely something that I deal with um, on like a daily basis, I would say. Um, although some of those things aren't even like that big um, compared to um, I have actually been raped twice and sexually assaulted once. No, I'm so, so sorry. Sometimes, so sometimes like those other things don't really seem like that big of a deal. Um, like after some of those other things, um, like if I was able to like get through that and, um, be like a semi-functioning human being, um, I feel like I can kind of, you know, power through anything. I just want to reiterate, I'm feeling progressively more dumb that I brought up ecto cooler at any point in the course of this hour. (laughs) There were clearly no, more fine. important things to talk about. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's that's horrible. That's really, really yeah. horrible. And you're only 23 years old, and you've already been so, through so much. Yeah. That's really, really. That's uh. I would imagine there's got to be times where you just feel like the world's trying to to break you, and I'm glad. Yeah, I, I get the sense you're not letting it, and I'm very glad for that. Yeah, no, I've been doing fairly well, um, provided like the situations that I've been through in life. Um, but again, lots of therapy um, and lots of like super awesome, supportive through everything. Um, yeah, and I actually just like recently opened up to my dad and his husband about it, um, which like felt really good to talk to them about it. Um, because my mom at the time, when I told her that it had happened, she, um, didn't respond very well and basically told me that it was my fault that it had happened to me. So that was like something that was kind of hard to deal with, um, for a while because I, I didn't even really like come to terms with the fact that it had happened to me um, since like the first like trusted adult I told, told me like, no, (laughs) that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's, can't, I, I, you can, I hate, I hate that idea that you go to somebody and that they close, they, that they, they can't figure out how to open the door on on offering yeah. the support you need. That's that's a bad feeling. Yeah. No, my mom and I have always had kind of like a tough relationship. Um, but I have like come to realize that I think some of that like stems from like her own um, like personal issues and like her upbringing as well. Like it's not like anything to do with me. It's like to do with her. Yeah. But it sounds like your dad, so your, your parents – clearly separated at some point your dad now as a husband as you've mentioned a couple of times and it sounds like they were able to yeah. step in and provide some of that safety net that you need oh yeah they are awesome they are both like the most supportive people and they both just like want me to do what like makes me happy and um 
what will like make me feel fulfilled in life. Um, so they both are, they're both great. Wow. You've been through a lot. <laughs> yeah. Been through a lot. I hope that the, I, I, I find myself really wishing that for all you've dealt with in 23 years, that, that, uh, you have a lot of peaceful times ahead of you. Although I know that that's not, that's not always how life works that you, you <laughs> yeah. choose. But that's, yeah, I feel like there's some people that just always, there's always something happening. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's, I certainly went through, I, I will tell you, I went through stretches in my life where I was convinced, okay, I guess I'm just this type of person and I just need to grin and bear it. And it's just how it is. And, uh, and, I can just tell you on my end that, you know, life, I don't think it ever stops being difficult, but you also find more, more people who get it and more mm-hmm. people who believe in you and more people you can trust. And as those things start to happen and you start to meet those people along the way, maybe some of those are people who have been through something similar or something you know, their own traumas so that they can really provide some empathy, whatever it is. But what I've found over and over again in my life is that even though the hard times don't go away, the good times do exist to balance them out. And uh, and that life for me has actually felt much easier and and more pleasant the older I've gotten. And I'm glad that when I was younger and, and kind of similarly convinced, I guess I'm just this type of person. I'm, I'm glad that wound up not being true, at least in my case. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope you get, I, I hope you get to have some similar, some similar experiences yeah. along the way. Yeah. When it's clouds break and you, I agree. you get a little sunshine. It sounds like yeah. the clouds yeah. have been pretty I mean, it's, consistent. It's, it's all been stuff to uh, like positively influence my art, um, which is a good thing. Oh, I can't imagine. Um, I can't, to, some of yeah. these prints, some of these prints must be very psychologically. No wonder you lock them up in the basement, huh? You don't want to be looking <laughs> yeah, back at yeah, these. That's true. You don't want to be looking back at these prints all the time. You got a lot to process. You got a lot to process. <laughs> yeah. So you're 23. Does it mean you've graduated or are you, are you on your way to graduating? Um, I'm on my way. I think I have like three semesters left. Three semesters um, left. Yeah, I had originally gone to a college. Um, originally went to school for music therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I kind of realized that like it wasn't for me. And the program they had was like kind of unorganized. And part of the department was like kind of a jerk. So... I decided not to go that route and I decided to do psychology instead. Um, but then I actually ended up needing to take a semester off of school just to um, like take care of myself. Um, and during that time I started doing a lot of photography. So that's why I decided to um, pursue a BFA. Wow. Can I ask a sensitive question? I don't need to know all the details because it's it's your story. As far as the the you know the assaults you suffered, did any of them happen in the town that 
you're in college, the, the college town or the area that you're in now? Uh, yes, one of them did. So you're in this town, you've been assaulted, you've had a gun pointed at you, and you had a 19-inch growth removed that that one of your ovaries and fallopian tubes had to had to go along with it. I'm going to go ahead and give you a very simple piece of advice, which is let's finish up these three semesters and get the fuck out of this town forever, huh? <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm planning on. Let's move the fuck out of this town and never look back. Yeah, I'm ready to get out. I feel like you should move out of that town and then, like, make sure you never even take a plane flight that goes over that town again. (laughs) That is probably a better idea. Um, And I do, like, I really want to live somewhere where I could live on, like, a small, like, hobby farm or something. Um, I'd love to have just, like, a strange assortment of, like, rescue animals. <laughs> that would be, like, my favorite. Just freelance and work from home, graphic design, and just have, like, an alpaca and, like, a cow. <laughs> yeah, and then find some comedian who's got money to burn and uh, start start giving him invoices <laughs> that make his goddamn jaw design. drop. Yeah, invo- yeah, give him invoices that make his goddamn jaw drop. Uh, so you just want to go live someplace quiet with a bunch of animals. Yeah, I really do. Have yeah. some peace. Have some peace in your life. Yeah. I hope you get it. That would be ideal. Alpacas. People really love a good alpaca. Oh, I wouldn't really know because I've never had one actually, but um, I feel like I would just like take where they needed to be taken. Mm-hmm. Am I dressed up enough? Okay. I don't know. We're on the <laughs> phone. Oh, you were asking him. <laughs> yeah, I was asking my friend. Can I talk to this guy again real quick? Yeah. Talk to you again. All right. I'm back and significantly less stressed out, so I probably seem a little bit better now. <laughs> What's up, Captain Homie? How you doing, Chieftain? Oh, I'm all right. I'm glad we're finally on our way. We're running a little late, and I'm just like... It, the oddest thing was uh, no one knew the address of my friend group, so I just started like a 19-person Facebook messenger group. And I was like, where the F is this wedding right now? And uh, so we just got it, so we're going to drop off my dog at a daycare and head out on our way. Now, can I ask... So I feel much better now that uh, we're done <laughs> with this stuff. I'm going to ask you two questions. I'm going to ask you two questions. Sure. One, how was that dumpling soup? I didn't eat it. We're just going. <laughs> you didn't even eat the... After all that, you didn't eat the dumpling soup? No, I took too long getting ready, so it wasn't worth it. It was a uh, a time constraint issue at that point. Did you put it in the fridge? Because your friend doesn't eat meat, so it's not... It's I go did to... put it in the fridge, okay, yes. <laughs> Question two. Yeah, Question I'll two. eat it when I get back. Good. Question two. Can you please... Make sure you show your friend a fun night tonight because it sounds like she's been through some tough stuff and I think she deserves a fun night. That's 100% where we're going to go explore what this event is going to be and everything that they wanted it to be and where it uh, shows up and whatnot. It's going to be so much fun. That's good. It's going to be one of those moments where you get out there and it's going to be a new environment for her, like people that she hasn't traditionally hung out with. So I think it's going to be really interesting for her. For me, I'm just going to enjoy seeing a lot of my old friends and whatnot that I haven't seen in very, very many months. So, That's good. yeah, I'm I'm extremely excited. Good, good. I want I want your friend to have a fun time. She deserves it. She deserves it. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, let's get her back yeah. on the phone. Chicken dumpling. Thank you for your contributions. Okay. Bye. Hello. I threw a couple nicknames back at him so that I didn't. So that I felt like we even the score. <laughs> 
You, you evened it up a little bit? I called him chicken dumpling. <laughs> he, he didn't really react. He didn't give me the satisfaction I was hoping for. He didn't react at all. Mm, yeah. I want God, to... where we, we know where the wedding is, at least. That's good. That's good. And you're headed there. That's nice. Are you dressed up enough? The question had been, are you dressed up enough? What was the answer? Um, he said yes. Good. Feeling good. Listen, we got one minute yeah. left. I want to thank you. This one took a lot of twists and turns that I didn't expect. I thank you for trusting me with your, uh, your stories. And like I said before, I hope that in the coming years, you don't have to go through half as much as what you've been through in the first 23. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it has to get better at some point, right? <laughs> it will. There will be ups and there will be downs. And I'm, I tell you, the older I get, the more I'm realizing there's not some moment where everything's fine and then the credits roll. There's times that get tough and there's times that that feel a little easier, but there's definitely got to be some easier ones on the way for you. And I hope you enjoy them because you deserve to. Yeah. If you ever need uh, some design work done, let me know. Oh, okay. I can't imagine you're going to, you're going (laughs) to, yeah. And then it'll be like, hey, I'm going to make you a a little thumbnail sized uh, thing for your thing in Buffalo for $3,200. No, definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding with you. Thank you so much for talking. Yeah, thank you. Call it thank you so much for calling. This one really blew me away, I have to say. Didn't see any of it coming, but uh, you're such a resilient person, and I really hope you have fun at the wedding, and I really hope you graduate soon and you get out of that town and that you're able, as best as possible, to move on from a lot of what has been thrown at you. And uh, glad you got your dad and his husband helping you out. They sound like good people. Support system. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you to Jared O'Connell and Harry Nelson and Booth. Harry's in a, a little bit of a cranky mood today, everybody. So I want y'all to send some good goodwill towards good old Harry Nelson. He'd be a little crank over in that studio in that booth, and uh, we got to help him out. He's the best. Very good guy. We want to thank Shell Shag for the intro music. You want to know about the dates? The tour dates are out there. ChrisGeth.com. I'm hitting the road. Come hang out. Say hi. It might be in your city soon. Go to ChrisGeth.com and check. If you like Beautiful Anonymous, you go to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. It really helps when you do. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous, we have a young person who's been through a lot, who's in the middle of a lot right now and does not know what to do. What is this guy giving you? What's this guy giving you? No, the headache. <laughs> I think a headache, probably. <laughs> ah, you and I both laughed through the pain, but I gotta say, you nailed that. What is this guy giving you? <laughs> a headache. Over the years, have you felt joy in this relationship, or is it more I fell into this when I was young and it's something and I have it, and for the sake of the girls, it should perpetuate? We definitely have our moments that are better than others. You know, where, like, I look at him and I'm just like, this is it. But I don't know if they outweigh the moments that I look at him and think, what am I doing here? That's next time on Beautiful Anonymous.